Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix and owner of LA's most creative boutique real estate firm, PLG Estates. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for the lovely jubbly entrepreneur. So make sure you hit the lovely jubbly subscribe button for me, would you? And also share this content with someone else that you think might get value. On today's podcast, we have a guest that I am sure will become a household name. I've turned the mic on someone else this time, and I'm interviewing Jordan Paris. At the ripe old age of 24, has already begun to create a media empire with books, his podcast, and an endless amount of media. One of the youngest TED Talkers in the world, and former award-winning athlete, but perhaps his most distinguishing feature is his gift for life. And giving away knowledge, which is something that's incredibly passionate to me. If you are just starting out in your 20s and you're on the first steps of your entrepreneurial journey, or perhaps if you're an old dog that's always keen to learn new tricks, then strap in as it's about to get frothy in another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the podcast to the Real Estate Entrepreneur. I have a very, very special guest who I have turned the cameras on today. Jordan Paris is a young, I think it's fair to say young, you're 22 years old, a young entrepreneur from one of my favorite towns in the US, Philadelphia. Um, by the young age of 22, he has notched up more things than I, that, than I can even mention, but I'm going to mention some. Jordan has Growth Mindset University, which is ranked number six in Apple's self-improvement category, number three in the training category, number five in the how-to category in education, one of Apple's most competitive categories. The show was ranked number 15. The show is also ranked highly in 40 countries worldwide. On the show, he has some of the most successful people in the world, James Ulcher, Kevin Rudolph, Mark Manson, the people go on. Even I made it on the show, which is where we found each other. And I liked his company so much. I wanted to have him on my podcast. I'm not even going to go over the other stuff. There's Forbes, there's Men's Health. There is TED Talks. I mean, 22, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Peter my mind Lord, is blown. Man. Thank you, man. It's uh, I appreciate you, your your kindness, and you know, I I what I noticed from like the jump on our podcast together almost like two months ago now, just the enthusiasm always all there here. You know, to he's Peter Lorimer is here now, <laughs> always. Today is about you. So obviously, I know you very well. But for people out there that might not know you as well as I do, could you just kind of give us a synopsis of who you are and, and how you came to have the Growth Mindset University at, at 22? Sure. Yeah. It's just been this alignment of having fun, helping people and making money, very simply. And that's what I what goes into my 
you know, saying that's been in my Instagram bio for three and a half years now. And it's not there because it sounds good. It's there because it actually works. It's don't make a living, design a life. And that's exactly how I design my life, the alignment of those three things. And so most of what I say and do and participate in. Entrepreneurialism, as we call it in the UK, or entrepreneurship uh, here in the States, is a word that when I was a young fella, wasn't really thrown around too much. And what made you decide to become an entrepreneur at such a young age, as opposed to kind of trying a whole gang load of stuff? I mean, you let right in there. What, what was the decision yeah. behind that? Yeah, it was, uh, I, was, I had the serving job at I started as a busser. I worked my way at the server um, from 16 to 18 and a half years old at this restaurant called Firebirds and got out of there. And I was a really good employee though. Like I was, I was really good. I would clean the drains when no one asked me to like, I, and you know, my friend and I, who I, who I got a job there, you know, we would like go back and forth. Like, you know, like, no, I'm the better, you know, busser. Like, no, I clean faster. You know, and it was like pride attached to it. But I, long story short, I got out of there and I said, never again, like never will I work for anyone ever again. And that Just, was 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I was 18. So I, so I went on this journey and, you know, and took up this apprenticeship model of learning and, you know, I wanted to be a personal trainer. So I hit up someone who's at the pinnacle of that industry and asked to work for him for free for a few weeks in LA. And, and my parents let me go out there after high school, going into college that summer, like, and I just learned the ropes and learned everything about being like a world-class personal trainer. And even just things down to like brand consistency, like you can't, you know, if you're going to charge $200 per hour, you can't walk in with a Dasani water bottle. You have to, it's got to be Fiji. Like your, your brand has to be consistent, like all the way around. If you're going to be charging this type of money, you can't just wear gym shorts and a t-shirt like it has to be like lululemon pants and you know like almost like business casual but for trainers so i i learned you know i learned the ropes and and i i myself became an upstanding personal trainer you know not the not to pick on anyone but i am going to i guess not like the type of personal trainer that you know you you walk into la fitness and see like this is a different breed of trainer and so i had in-home clients and then i thought like that was going to be my my thing but things evolved from there. And, you know, I got out of like, I was like health and fitness was my thing. And, you know, I was on the cheerleading team at college. I was the second year, like I was the, I was the team trainer, you know? So like, I was like, people looked up to me in terms of health and fitness. I had the abs. I still do. I hate <laughs> they, I, they, they, they don't, <laughs> they, they look like I, I was, I definitely was at my peak of it like two years ago, but oh. And especially after coming back from Israel, they're not like great right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> that was my thing, you know, but immediately after, after college cheerleading ended and I decided not to come back, I knew I wasn't coming back for the third season. Um, not that it was a bad experience or anything. I just knew I wasn't, I, I just knew two years was enough. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I had more things to experience. And so, and things started shifting. Like I started writing the book in March and the season ended, April started of 18, started the podcast and, and you see how things have just like evolved from there. And now it's like to like a marketing, a full scale, like marketing and production agency for podcasters. And that's what I do now. I just help podcasters all day. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm rocking with that and scalable and, and sure. really fun. Yeah. 
Well, podcasting, I think, is, I think we're really, we're not at the beginning, but it certainly isn't at the point where YouTube's at right now. I mean, it's getting, it's getting there. In fact, so that's a good point. There is only one podcast for every 37 YouTube channels with over 10 subscribers. So a lot of room for growth with podcasts. You know, you see from like 2008 to 2015, jumps from like 10,000 podcasts to 200,000 podcasts. And then from 15 to 20 now, we're in the 600 to 800,000 range. So it's just compounding at this point. Yeah. Everyone and their mother is starting a podcast, Peter. So then, well then uh, let's talk about that for a second. So for people who are thinking, I mean, I'm a big bang, I bang my drum about podcasting. I mean, I kind of love, I love media, you know, I just love it. And it was really born out of the fact that the real estate industry is, it's not the world's most creative industry. So I wanted to find a creative corner within Mm -hmm. it because otherwise I would just, you know, end up jumping off a bridge, I suppose. But um, when it comes to people starting a podcast and starting a YouTube channel or even starting a, a TikTok account, People are like, it's too late. I've missed the boat. Oh, yeah. How do do you combat that? Oh, yeah. They're just shooting themselves in the foot. Like, I I mentioned, you know, how Peter is here now. (laughs) And that's the Peaceful Warrior is here now. Dan Millman, author of Lay of the Peaceful Warrior and some of my other most favorite books in the world. I interviewed him a little bit ago and... You know, him in his book, you know, there's a scene where Dan asks his teacher, affectionately named Socrates, not, you know, Philosophy. named after the ancient philosopher. It's not, it's not the real Socrates, but his teacher's name, you know, they, he calls him Sock. Um, yeah, Sock, you know, or, or Sock asks, asks Dan, what time is it? And, you know, it's, uh, it's 2.30, you know, uh, and uh, Sock goes, no. He's like, and Dan's like, what do you mean? And uh, key is that the time is, is, was, and always will be now. And the same is true for starting a podcast, starting that YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. The time is, was, and always will be now. Yeah. It's interesting because saturation in, in all of our, in, I mean, there isn't an industry that isn't saturated, right? Even if you want to be, a, I don't know, you want to be a truck driver for the movies, all industries are saturated. And I remember having this conversation with my dear old dad, bless his heart, God rest his soul. <laughs> when, when I was, I don't know, 14, 13, and I said to him, I, want to be, I wanted to have a career in music. And he goes, oh, Peter. And it was well-intentioned advice. He said, Peter, just get your qualifications. And, you know, it's such a, there's a million and one musicians. The, the chances of you making it are so small. And the advice was sound, but I remember looking back at him when I was, I think I was probably 13 and I said, dad, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to give it everything I've got with no holes barred because I don't want to regret this moment for the rest of my life. Well, you know what David Meltzer would say, you know, you know, you know, David, he's out in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Just because someone loves you doesn't mean they know it's best for you. Amen. That's what he learned with, with his mother. Yeah. Amen. Um, I want to jump into, I think the, the thing about marketing and, and uh, creators is, dare I say it, we, we tend to have a bit more of a, of a streetwise sense, almost the ability to look around corners to see what's coming. So when did you realize that you had the skill set for marketing and, and trend spotting 
when, when, when did you realize that that sure. became an asset? Sure. When my podcast really started gaining traction and, you know, 2019 was just my year oh. from the, from the very start, like it was just a real big turning point. And then, you know, I experienced a turning point and then I experienced a tipping point. And I, so I really started gaining traction and people really started to notice and people all the time, I mean, then and now in my DMs on LinkedIn, what have you, asking for my expertise on podcasting, all, all things podcasting and all things how to grow a podcast and technology. And and that's how my marketing and production agency was born. Like I, you know, I said, I'm going to help people at scale. You know, there's obviously like a demand for my expertise. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to monetize this. So you, you recognized your skill set. You realized that you weren't the only one in the world probably doing it. But here is the kind of the really important crux of, of everything, which is you recognized it and then had the guts to go for it. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really hard. How did you and deal with the fear? I just knew like, you know, this is going to, I just had faith, man. Uh, it, it was tough. And I don't know. I don't know that I, like, it was always just there. Um, and I think it always is. Yeah. If one is, a, is, a, is by nature uh, self-employed, there is always that little voice. Uh, mine is the, you will live under a bridge one day voice. <laughs> that says, congratulations. Welcome to the first day of the decline of your life. You yeah. will shortly be living under a bridge. And that's every day. And I have to shake that off. Well, I think, I think that's good. It enables us, you know, people like you and me to go out and interact with people with, uh, with, you know, without our ego boiling over, you know, I like to, I, I wake up every day and, and act as if I've accomplished nothing. And it's really easy to do that when I talk with people every single week that are exponentially more successful than I am on Growth Mindset University, the podcast it's just a very natural position for me that like I'm below people. <laughs> but, but, so, but, yeah, yes, yes, yes. But, but here is the thing. I'm a great believer that I have this big thing about stay out of the results and in, in the action. And by the fact that at 22 years old, you've got this much momentum by the time you're 32. Oh Yeah. Most people don't even get started until their mid thirties. Yeah. They don't figure out who they are. That's what I'm excited for. Get in the game and stay in the game. It's the same with investing and it's now the it's now in, in my career and I mean just a lot of podcasters in, in general. Like I you know, I think the the ones that stay in the game that stick it out, I think they're gonna be rewarded handsomely ten years from now. So discipline sounds like an old, ugly word that school teachers used to use. What is your daily routine? Do you have sure, sure. A, a roadmap that you kind of lock into for every day? I do. It has devolved a little bit recently, but um, <laughs> like in, because in the sense that reading has just been cut out with the exception of like two, three days per week. It's actually really sad, really, really sad. But no, I wake up and go to my 7 a.m. exercise class at F45 and I, uh, I'm back at like, 753. Mm-hmm. And then I post on LinkedIn because I just found over time that that's like the best time for me to do that when I get the most traction. And then from there, like I get to my, uh, I get to my computer and, and just my emails respond 
to comments from the previous night and and then that itch is scratched and then I get to the like like the real meaningful and important work that needs to get done, the productive work. So there is a there is a phrase that I learned which is a far filthier version than this, which I won't say on the podcast now. Well, I, maybe I will. It says if you have one foot in yesterday and the other foot in tomorrow, you're pissing all over today. Yeah. How do you stay yeah. in the moment? Yeah, that's great. I, that's good visualization too. <laughs> I love that. I really do. I mean, how do I stay in the moment? I feel like a little kid, you know, with my curiosity. Look, it it is a it is a challenge. Dan Millman has this covered. You know, expertise on this. I would I would always like defer to him. So next question, which is something that I have suffered from. And, and I finally got this monkey off my back, I don't know, deep into my 30s. But the ugly comparison monkey. When we are in our careers, there's yeah. always someone above us. There's always someone below us. But I struggled with I'm not enough for a long time. And why bother? Even though I marched through it and had a lot of success in music and in real estate. But I wondered... How do you combat the comparison? Yeah, I, I, yeah, an answer comes to mind immediately. People come to mind immediately. This, I mean, there's jealousy exists in in all of us, I think, and I think it is a part of human nature. Like we, nobody likes the person that boasts on social media. Like that's just we don't like. You know, we don't like people that talk about like their accomplishments on social media. We don't like that. Or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Maybe yeah, I don't. Like maybe it. I'm the only one. Especially when it's someone in our industry, you know, the, yeah. it, it, we get a little bit jealous there. Like, oh, why not? You know, why couldn't I get that? You know, and the way that I deal with it, especially if it's someone that I kind of know, I do something nice for them. That's very interesting. You know, if it's a friend, I'll, I'll invite them on my podcast. Uh, and, and that's someone that you maybe have some professional envy of? Uh, yeah. That's beautiful, dude. Can I tell you why that's beautiful? Why? Okay. I'm really sorry, guys. I try not to speak about sobriety and stuff. I really do. But things just come up. There is this thing in in sobriety where we... Resentments, right? Resentments Mm -hmm. is what people... A lot of addicts and, and alcoholics have resentments, which is what makes them drink. And the way to get over a resentment is to wish and hope, or if you so want to pray that that person that you have a resentment against, maybe it's in my case, an ex-girlfriend, right? I had to wish that she finds the man of her dreams, has a happy life, has beautiful children, a glowing career. And then what happens is that resentment then begins to turn into something else. And I think that's extreme because it's, it's people and relationships, but I hear you dude. And I've practiced it when I was a young agent, there were a few big bowlers and I'm like, God damn it. I just want to see them crash their cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got, <laughs> I got into, you know what? I really hope that they have the most beautiful, successful years when I never thought I could attain anything they had. And then most of them became my friends over time. Exactly. Yeah. And we all learn from each other now. Yeah. I think we just solved the world's problems in, in one topic. <laughs> John. Okay, let's talk about podcasting. Let's talk about how can people, you're very easy to find, but let's say people, you know, have two thumbs and don't know how to type. 
How do people find you? What services can you provide for, for other creators? Sure. sure. Growth Mindset University is my podcast. And look, our agency services, you know, the way that we market and produce podcasts, I mean, that's very expensive. So I have, I have something for the more general audience that is at the same time, like very helpful. You know, if you can't afford us you know, to have us do it, then I'll, you know, I teach you how to do it, all this stuff yourself. And uh, so I have this completely free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. And it's, uh, it's at jordanparis.com slash course. It's like really professionally done. It shouldn't be free. It's like, I, I don't even, you know, this other agency owner, he's like, you know, telling me about, you know, this other, you know, I got to create this, this real, I got to create another podcast course. It's like not free and, and do all this stuff with it. And I'm just like, dude, I don't even have anything. I don't know what else more I could say. That's not already free. Like, so I don't know if I screwed myself, but it's, it's there. I, I, I didn't, you know, so, but other than that, you know, if you have no interest in like, you know, if you don't have a podcast, you know, I'm, I'm out there. LinkedIn's where I like to hang out. I post something like six times per week and it's a lot of fun. You should check out Jordan's podcast because he has awesome guests. Now that sounds very self congratulatory, <laughs> but, but excluding me, who are some of your, your, your most memorable guests on your Sure, show? sure. Actually, you, because, but I was going to say, uh, I mean, yeah, not. Because I, mean, I was the you, worst like, guest. No, you, you, is like, I just had, it's going under the, um, it's, it's going out February 3rd of 2020 and uh, it's going in the best of, oh, uh, wow. I have a best of podcast category and I, uh, but Peter's episode made it there. Um, Grant Cardone, Dan Millman, way of the peaceful warrior, I've been talking about him. Mark Manson, author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. James Altucher was, I mean, he's just my hero. And I was featured in Forbes with him. Like the picture is like me and James. And then, so we did an interview in front of a live audience in New York City. That was really fun. JordanParis.com slash Altucher, shameless plug. So let's talk about TEDx. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're, you're, is it the first time at TEDx that you'll be going? This is the first time, man. Yeah, this has been... Um, I'm so freaking proud. Thanks. I, I'm prepared as if, you know, for the last two years. I read, read this book here, TED Talks, the official TED Guide to Public Speaking by Chris Anderson, who runs the whole thing at TED. And I, you know, I, I was, I would look up TEDx organizer, TEDx curator in the LinkedIn search tab, connect with hundreds of them and... Bam, one of them became my friends actually, and he's my age. And and like eight months down the line, he sent you know, his he was looking for speakers for his next year's event, 2020. And uh he sent me the application and he's like, I want you to apply. And I knew what that meant. And so uh I replied with something completely um unrelated to what my talk is now. And you know, him just being a follower of me and knowing my cause, uh, which is education. Uh, that's what I mean, growth mindset university, learning the lessons we should have learned in school, but didn't. So mm-hmm. Peter taught us about, and, you know, invest, you know, real estate investment, investing and, and those do those FHA loans and like, which are, I think are, you know, when people hear that, um, I'm so excited for people to like, you know, get into FHA loans and, you know, start investing in real estate like soon because of 
what Peter shared on the podcast. And like, you know, Peter, Peter shared like pretty much how to grow your net worth significantly. And I'm really excited for that. Um, we, we're just not learning how to grow your net worth significantly in school. So I'm giving this talk on education and college and, uh, okay. So if you could go back just a few short years to, to Jordan sitting in high school in Philly, what would be the best advice you could give him now? So I wish I, I just had options coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have options and you don't have anything else that looks promising, I mean, you kind of have to go to college. Uh, you you, you kind of do until you oh, oh, generate oh, some options for yourself. Oh, you jump in like you did with an apprenticeship, right? You were, you sure. were. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm big about, I mean, when I was in the music business, I was, I don't know, 16, I think when I got my first job at a studio, literally sweeping the floors and making the tea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked horrendous hours that were against labor laws for, you know, two, three years, but I learned a trade and yeah, exactly. I was off and running. Okay. Uh, I've got a rapid fire round. Good, good, good. So we will end with a rapid fire round, which is this. How do you get yourself in the zone and be distraction free? I lock my phone in the car. (laughs) Flush it down the toilet. Um, (laughs) Are are you a good cook or a takeout guy? Oh, I'm such a good cook. I I cook all meals. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Meditative. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, envy, full of envy again. But then I will wish you the best. I will and wish you to make great food. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so healthy, man. Top three mentors, and then mm-hmm. a phrase by someone else that you live by. Uh, the one that I learned, you know, learned the ropes of personal training from. You know, he's one of my best friends, even though he's twice my age. Steve Jordan, and then like a, a collective mix of Dan Millman, Mark Manson, Tony Robbins, and, and all the guests on, on my podcasts for, you know, cause that's why I seek them out. You have created a glorious library of life already. Thanks. Thank you. Already. Imagine, you know, you, and I hope you do, and I'm sure you will, you'll go another 40 years doing this. Um, maybe 60. Maybe 60. You will have this just glorious, almost like Raiders of the Lost Ark, kind of endless museum of just like the, the planet's loveliness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what amazing? the yeah, yeah, I wonder what the medium will be in the though, like you know, in thirty years. I, I don't know, you know, uh, a lot of change to who knows, you know. Maybe we'll uh, be all in the same room, you know, VR uh, contact, contact lenses. You'll be sitting yeah. next to you know Socrates. who will be chilling. You know, giving mm-hmm. us his mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll interview him. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, Jordan, well, well, I hold could... on. Quote I, quote I live by. Hold on. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you yeah, jumped yeah, the yeah. gun. There Sorry. are no, there are no ordinary moments. Dan oh, Millman. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. All right. Well, Jordan Paris, I could go on with you for hours and hours and hours. You are already a force to be reckoned with. Um, I am proud to call you me mate. Likewise. Uh, I'm proud that you're going to be going on TED Talks. I will be watching and smiling with pride like a, a, an old British uncle. <laughs> uh, and guys, you need, to, you need to check out Jordan. Go to his site, Growth Mindset University. There's just endless stuff. If you are 
thinking about entrepreneurship, if you are thinking about working for yourself, if you just want to get someone else's opinion on how to be an entrepreneur that might be closer to your age than me, check him out. He's frigging awesome. Dude, I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're the man. So great to be interviewed by the wonderful, the humble, and wise Peter Lorimer. (laughs) My mother would be proud. That's about it for another week. This was a very special episode with my fantastic guest, Jordan Paris. I want to give a big, massive thanks to you, me old mate. You are someone that I admire, and I wish that I my head was as together as yours at that age. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Listeners, I really, really appreciate your comments. I love, 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 love when you subscribe. And also, please feel free to share this with someone else that might get value from it, and there will be a lot of people on this one. So... That's it from Pete Lorimer signing out from another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. See you later.